0: Terra Wayne, aka Q, and you're listening to Booleg Like Jazz. In the studio, we got the current Poet Laureate of Houston, Texas, Leslie Contrada uh, Schwartz. Did I say it right?
1: You said it fine.
0: Awesome. Uh, like I said, uh, she's the fourth Houston poet laureate, serving from 2019 to 2021. She is a multi-genre writer, writer whose book, uh, who speaks for us here, is scheduled for spring 2020 publication with Skull and Wind Press. And she let me read a little bit of it. I like it. She told me it's confidential, but yeah, it's it's cool. Her work has recently appeared or is forthcoming in Gulf Coast Anomaly, The Missouri Re- Review, The Collages, Pank. I will review Verse Daily and the anthology Z Cats. Uh,
1: Chicanx.
0: Chicanx. Twenty-one Mexican American writers of the 21st century, University of Arizona, 2022, among others. She is also the author of Night Bloom and Sinote.
1: Yes. Yeah. Is that
0: and, it? and then I got me a copy of Fuego. Can you please autograph this for of me? Of course. All right. Awesome.
1: So should I sign it, Q or Terrell?
0: Yeah, go ahead. No, no, Q. No, no, okay, no. Okay. Q, Q. Not my government name. <laughs> <laughs> Your government name. All right. Um, so thank you for coming on Bootleg Like having. Jazz. Bootleg Like Jazz, right? We also interviewed Deep Deborah Deep Mouton, who was the Poet Laureate right before you. How does it feel being a Poet Laureate?
1: I'm excited. Um, Thank you. I think it. Uh, I was already looking for.
0: Continue to read books, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen.
1: I was already looking for an opportunity to do this kind of community work, so I, it's a great opportunity, and I'm glad and grateful.
0: What went through your mind when you heard that you were the going to be uh, the the next Poet Laureate? What went through your mind?
1: I thought maybe it was a mistake. <laughs> <And then laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, we tallied up the scores incorrectly or something, but then I was really happy and honored, um, excited. Uh, Mayor Turner is from my area of town where I grew up.
0: Okay, Acres uh, home.
1: Yes, yeah, so, me well, too. Yeah, well, I went to Eisenhower, which I is was... right on Aldine or Antoine. Antoine, yeah. yeah. So it was it was nice to have, to be picked by a, a, another Houstonian, mm-hmm. who's familiar with the same area. Um, and I think I might be the first native Houstonian who's the poet laureate.
0: What about Deep? Where was she from?
1: Deep did not... I, she's from LA, I think.
0: Okay. She did up
1: here. She grew up somewhere else. I mean, she considers herself a Houstonian.
0: I see what you're saying.
1: Um, not sure about Gwen. Okay. Um,
0: and then there was one other person before. Uh,
1: Robin Davidson. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure, so I have to check my facts. Okay. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, I, I uh, grew up off of Antoine, Mount Houston. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But
0: because of zoning, I went to KF. Okay. But I swear to you, I, I could walk and get to Ike oh, yeah. faster than being on the bus yes. and getting to KF. It's the most ridiculous thing about uh, yes. Houston school zoning laws. It's a bunch of bullshit, I'll say. So we, <laughs> we actually
1: used to live in the Greenspoint area when gotcha. I was younger. But the, So we were closer to, I think, Klein something, Forest. Yeah. Um, but my older brother and sister were bused to Eisenhower.
0: Or at least Westfield.
1: I mean, the- Westfield
0: the, is closer yeah, to Greenspoint, too.
1: This, their high school, or the high school that we were closest to, was literally, you know, I don't know, my way.
0: Interesting. But they were
1: bused all the way to Ike.
0: Yeah, that's stupid to me.
1: But we we moved in closer by the time I went there. We were, like, across the street.
0: That's so stupid to me. Anyways. Well, we're not here to talk about Houston schools only, uh, yeah, but those yeah, things yeah. need to change, though. Uh, so what do you hope to accomplish, you know, as a poet laureate? Like, how do you intend to use, you know, the platform, the opportunity? Um, what are some of the things uh, you're, you're trying to do, wanting to do? I think
1: when I started out, I really wanted to, you know work in every community and like, I'm going to be here and I'm going to be here. Uh, I'm going to be in the schools and I'm going to be in homeless shelters for Mm -hmm. young people. And I'm going to, you know, I, and I had to focus, um, you know, to try to think realistically, okay, I have two years. Where can I be most helpful, Mm -hmm. the best use of my time? So, the main goal is still not necessarily to bring poetry because that's like me saying I'm the authority of poetry poetry is just natural Mm. to us as human beings like we express it in different ways music or you know song or dance Uh, it's more of a a spirit like our our spirit trying to speak a language however that comes out
0: do you think being a mother is, is artful
1: Oh yes, I mean, you know, even people that can't read that well, even people that can't write that well. I think there are different forms of art making, and so my goal when I say I'm not here some like type that. of authority to bring poetry, my goal is to sit with people in different communities and show them how they're already poets. So the first, uh, some of the first. Uh, programs I'll be working with is uh, the health department. The health department goes into schools, elementary, middle, high schools, to work with students that have a lot of discipline problems. So They're trying to get them on track. They're trying to teach them emotional behavioral skills, give them mentors, like student mentors, to try to get them on track to find some balance or stability because there's a multitude of issues that they're they're dealing with so I'll come in with like the creative component Mm -hmm. Um, and again I'm not coming there to you know be an authority on anything but I'm just going to bring each community my goal is to bring in work from within that community of living poets and artists so I'll bring if I'm working at the Montrose Center Uh, with the LGBT youth, I bring only trans, only queer poets, only, uh, you know, if I work in a community with people of color, I only bring living poets Um, because that's very important. I know when I grew up, we read, you know, I appreciated it, but in English class, we read stuff that I thought was really powerful, but if it was from my own community, it would have made such a difference
0: yeah this is definitely something that I identify I agree with you uh Tony Diaz nuestra palabra um, representation matters
1: it does and I think uh the content too like you want to hear somebody talk about or talk about stories that you're familiar with um, and if you see you know this high art or what people people consider high art um or art forms that are considered elitist um, or only certain people are talking about their their experiences, like you don't think it's for you. Like you don't think- Because you don't see yourself there. That's not for me. But I really want people to see that they're already doing the work of poets um, in different ways. You know, one of my idols is Joy Harjo, um, the current U.S. Poet Laureate, she is a native poet. And she always, she says the same thing. You know, people aren't born poets. We're all poets. You know, we, we and we don't study poetry. We study living poetry. You know, we mm. study the language that we already have mm. innate in ourselves. And we just express it. Right. And that's really what I want to emphasize. Like um I'm not some special person coming in telling people like you can write this and here's how you do it. Um I'm just a facilitator, somebody sitting with other people who might need to to share their stories mm. or make some art. Um and there's not enough enough spaces. There's never enough spaces to make art and to have people listen or witness your art.
0: What For the people who are watching and the people who are listening, what are some ways they can get involved, uh, so, support you so or help out? The,
1: one of the components of my program is that anybody who participates in a workshop or even who sends me in some of their work, I'm going to take Lines, you know I can't use everybody's, but I can put them on the library website and and I'm gonna have a poster campaign with work from people all around Houston, you know displayed beautifully with background art. but just with those lines, um, because I really want to emphasize this idea that you know every person has a has poetry mm-hmm. um, So if you want to participate, you can send me your work. Um you can find me on Facebook and you can
0: uh, Yeah, where can people find you online? So you
1: can find me on Facebook, a uh, Houston Poet Laureate. Um that's probably the easiest way to find me. Um and all the information is there. Um and you'll see upcoming events, upcoming workshops, um, and there's a lot of public uh, workshops coming up.
0: Mm-hmm. How did you fall in love with poetry? what 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 was that moment? that first poem that yeah how did you fall in love with poetry writing and things like that so
1: believe it or not (laughs) I was very shy not just shy but like embarrassing
0: no I don't believe you
1: (laughs) like I can't talk to anybody without stuttering kind of shy gotcha um I was also very nerdy um and just quiet and I I've been like that my whole life but poetry allowed me to feel empowered because um i'm not much of a small talker if you haven't noticed like you like (laughs) depth yeah so it gave me space to talk about things that no one ever talked about you know i i went to I attended Shotwell at Middle School.
0: Yeah, what? Um, That's my backyard, <laughs> <laughs> Antoine, right there by the Beltway. Yes.
1: So, yeah.
0: <laughs> small and, world. Yes, I, I
1: Shotwell and <laughs> that transition from you know from childhood into straight up adolescence, teenhood, but not the kind of. Adolescence you would find in like River Oaks or West U. Right, like Different for sure. Very different kind of adolescence. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at the TV and when I read the news or when I met people outside of that neighborhood, I didn't understand why there was such a difference. I didn't understand why it felt, why I felt isolated and why, I felt the isolation from my peers, and I didn't. I felt like there was something that wasn't talked about, Mm -hmm. or something that I couldn't identify, and that's when I came into poetry. Mm. Um, I remember, you know, Emily Dickinson. I that was what I had access to. There were I don't I don't remember reading Lucille Clifton or being exposed to anything like Sandra Cisneros. Um, I had standard type of old school canon poetry given to me in class but i remember reading it reading a poem about she has this poem about uh seeing her own death and that there's a fly coming in and she's like witnessing herself and the fly going by and fascinating not, and not seeing there's a line like i did not see to see like she could not see something that was so apparent and that death she was basically watching herself. And I thought, isn't that interesting? She's using everyday language, like simple words, nothing that I had to look up, nothing, you know, nothing that made me feel unintelligent, but just everyday words to say something very difficult. Because you can say I'm lonely, you can say I'm afraid of dying, you can say I feel misunderstood, but to to specify what kind of loneliness like I'm a Mexican-American 12 year old who is not an immigrant but who's not white and I don't look like like the typical American stereotype and I'm in the school where the teachers hate us like on and on and on like specific type of loneliness um, and that's I just latched onto that and in a lot of ways that helped me survive mm-hmm.
0: do you only write poetry?
1: no I write all kinds
0: so how do how, how, so I like to ask people this question how is the use of words different you know through um, the different mediums for you
1: I think everyone has their own style it's just like the way we talk um, I would say that even my stories are pretty Poetic, and that just means I like I play with language, I like to be playful and play with grammar and play with like how you use words um, so that it sounds weird like when you hear me read it, it sounds like strange. Mm. Um, and that's like my thing because I just like doing that. I like taking something that we say every day and trying to mess it up and you know make us more on our toes and think about the words that we use
0: you ready to read something now
1: uh, sure i just want to say i'm so happy to be here i am <laughs> great, grateful for the the open eagerness no no and i'm honored to-
0: bootleg like jazz thanks you fourth uh poet laureate um this is what we do hey listen uh, to anybody out there, in the City of Houston, we can go and you know let's go and sign this contract now. All the Poet Laureates gotta come through Bootleg yes, like Jazz. Please, like hey, we could sign that up. What's up? Who who do I need to talk to? Like Jazz, we want people. If you're artist, rapper, whatever, yes. come on. You gotta yes. read. You gotta perform. There's only I think there's only one person who got away with an interview and I didn't have them perform. I can't remember who. But everybody Maybe does.
1: Spoke so well.
0: Maybe so. Maybe oh, I know it was. It was Blazing Black, actually. But they did. They did a little something. Something. Okay. But uh, check out Blazing Black. Their interview. Their show. Um, you'll love them. But uh, this is about Leslie Contrada Schwartz, the fourth uh, poet laureate here in the city of Houston, Texas. She's to read something here on Bullet Light Jazz. What you got for us? All right.
1: So the um, this book that you mentioned that's coming out. Who speaks first here? It's all voices, different voices from women and girls in trapped situations, Uh, sex workers, uh, if they're trafficked. um, But it's not emphasizing their, you know, being imprisoned or uh, a condition of being trapped, Um, even though that's the reality. It's more about their voice and like their inner core keeping them alive Mm. like that even in this horrific situation um how do they keep going and a lot of it has to be about kinship you know they're living for the person the other person that they met in the same situation they're living for you know the people that cared about them them that they still live that still live on inside them so um and some of the poems are also uh, uh, in the voices of women with mental illness. So I'll start with one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, that poem is from the, is the uh, title poem, Who Speaks First Here? And there's sections, so I'll read each section. One, we've all cracked in our own ways are expected to add to this circle time story our trace of a hairline split, that turned rift, then cut, split into body-sized whole. Everybody here with a last ditch story that locked us together, shuffling from room to room, both cold, heads nodding from meds that could drown a horse half living. What's your story, V? Nadia jumps, juts her sharp chin to me. Was that a dare? I've got nothing to match her fable of the sharp little pill, the hard lump of bread those violent invaders force down her throat into her holy stomach, her empty sanctuary. She lifts a hand, clawed a face splendid as a miniature plant, pale down feathered lanugo flourishing on the hard shoot of her arm how do I say that we are hungry down here from the bottom of my throat the lowest hung branch of myself two I took the pill that set every sound to fade and barely there but the song still floats to me as if the entire choir plays in my underwater's subterrestrial hymn, Dark Cave Canticle. But I have nowhere to point nor, nor any direction to give, no language, even the man who can't stop fucking every woman, child, and man points one way or another a beast incarnate between his legs look i've an assembly of people a mindscape of a sun-darkened girl on the on the beach aggressive motion snapshot shot of childhood wide holler can i just make a comment so this is in the voice of someone who is in a mental hospital and she's talking about all the voices that she hears and the people that she meets. And it gets confusing because they are both realities Mm -hmm. to her. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is three. The librarian, meticulous recorder of his own dark finding, each head slammed into the wall, categorized and set to forever. He sees and remembers all for me. The woman who fights... Goes about with butcher knife, baroque in blood and rags. The girl, mute and comatose, frozen animal made of fear and sick grief. The lady hums, nursing and feeding, tiny sips of water from a straw to each of them. All of them also humming their bright braided song into my throat. I've been learning to sing or to hum a little with them, but the melody keeps escaping. How did you find yourself here? The interventionist counselor asked, as she asked the other patients. A man with gauze on his neck, heavy with blood, the girl in long sleeves pulled down across her fingers, fresh cuts poking out from her neckline. My roommate, an older lady retching into a trash bin, that rank vodka smell she carries her with her like sadness from room to room. I was learning to sing, I hear myself saying. I was just learning to sing and I couldn't keep up the melody. But the circle wants a story straight line to this mental hospital, to this room that smells of Clorox and old blood. You are supposed to say, I wanted to die, so A, then B, and now C, and all of D. Four, I had just begun to want to live, A. I let them speak, a life could be sung louder, a wide open mouth, on same, same in death, B instead hummingbird life, full belly dirge, beak bent to nectar, neck bent to loosen sap, I open my mouth, warble, coral, I hold up my wrist, see. My people start chanting This aria terrible and beautiful raggedy inner bellow and hiss cut up sound, bells of self, a sieve or a map to a place no one wanted to know. D, five, a song that everyone, everyone wanted to stop. Everyone, everything, but me here on my wrist. Isn't that how we talk here? Show them the wounds we don't remember making. The bottom half of an inning when everyone is cheering wildly all the hollering the crowd can muster and they don't remember why or who it is that's running full steam to home.
0: This is Leslie Contreras-Schwartz. You're listening to Bootleg Like Jazz, Terrell Wayne, aka AKA Q, your host. Um, So, wow, that was was moving. Um, I I wanted to know why who speaks um, for us uh, for us here, you know what what what's the meaning behind that title?
1: Um, this is in the voice of a woman with it used to be called multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, now it is called disassociative disorder. Gotcha. Um, and I I make it no secret that I struggle with mental illness. That mm-hmm. I live and survive with mental illness. So I'm familiar, in particular, with this syndrome, mm-hmm. this disorder. Um, And it's not like what people think. You know, a lot of people have notions of mental illness. Like um, they think of what they think of on TV, like what they've seen in shows, like like the most extreme, Mm -hmm. somebody that switches on and off between different personalities. It's not so clear cut and it's not so black and white. You know, we all, especially within... Different communities, especially communities of color, we experience mental illness and define it in different ways. We don't use the same language to describe it. So I know in my community, uh, a lot of it is based on spirit, you know, uh, it's described differently. It's not like the standard ways of talking about mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, it usually has to do with spirituality and we carrying stuff inside. So that's what this poem is based on. on A woman who's struggling with all these voices that appeared from trauma, Mm -hmm. things that happened to her. And, you know, we're human. And so we build all these responses to things that have happened to us that appear to some people abnormal, but are actually things that help us live. So...
0: Yeah, for the listeners and viewers, Mm -hmm. what would you want them to know I About, would want uh, people to
1: know you know it's like I tell my my children that <laughs> not like I'm some spiritual authority but no matter how you are no matter how you react no matter how you behave um, you're a child of God and you are made exactly the way you were on purpose mm-hmm. exactly even with your flaws even you know the way people describe you if it's with you know terms that are mean or cruel because you know we, you act crazy or you're too this or you're too that but i am a spiritual person and i think that we are made with a purpose and we're made exactly the way we're supposed to be
0: amen uh hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> how, so uh, could you talk about how you um process you know some of your your so, trauma or things um, like that I how mean, you deal with
1: your, sure. you know, so, mental health? I had a, you know, I love my family, I love my community, but, you know, there weren't for, unless you had a lot of family support, um, and your family was already starting to progress, you know, moving up in, socioeconomically, like, um, you had very limited options, so I have friends from high school who have lives very differently than, than mine. And a lot of times, I'll look at my life and there's like one decision or two decisions where everything could look very different. And I'm always aware of that parallel life. You know, um, you know things that people would not consider that I could have been like. But... That's the that's the reality for most people. If you can't, if you you don't happen to have parents with the, the opportunity to make a certain amount of money and are all, always struggling, or if you there's a lot of violence in your family, um, not that I'm saying that extra money doesn't prevent that, mm-hmm. but I think. Um, there's just so many limited options, and i I always struggle with that sense of being trapped. Like I got to get out of here because I see these different places where people are going, and I will die. I will basically die if i yeah. if I do that, because um, I could see myself going there. I could see how easy that that slope was to to get into that and become who someone that I, it would be really hard to reverse so that's why I got into writing but I had to find a way to stop writing this this stuff that was like just sad and heavy and um and allowed me to try to work through that even when I when I brought myself out of where I felt trapped inside I still felt trapped like I carried the sense of being trapped and so my writing has helped me just like a lot of art makers creatives my art helped me to find a way out of that like I'm gonna make songs I'm gonna make things that people can read or hear and feel connected to and then so I'm not carrying all this
0: I recently read I'm reading this book called The, uh, The, The Superior Man The Way of the Superior Man uh, Nipsey Hussle uh, suggested it on the Breakfast Club, and I and I started reading. It's really cool, and it said in there, "Do one, do well, how did it say? It says, do something every day that your father or you know a parent would not want you to do, and that seems like kind of what you're saying is kind of um, you know doing those things that you love to do that 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 wake you up, wake your soul up, and that helps you move forward. Um, yes. Seems like the best way to handle mental, mental health issues.
1: Yes. Um. And I think... I don't know. At least in my community and my background, a lot of it has to do with gender. You know, if you're male and you act a certain way, aggressive or whatever, you're just being a man. Like, you're acting manly. If you're a girl, then you're crazy. You know, you're (laughs) being too aggressive. Um, And I felt trapped by all that. I felt trapped by... Um, being who I was, you know, being very sensitive, like ha- pretty much having my feelers out all the time, and being vulnerable, really, to yeah. like, um, like all the girls that were around me. Um, how easy it would have been for me to be a teen mother,
0: yeah,
1: um, and to slide into whatever occupation would make the most money, basically. So I think it is why I based this book on sex work and being trafficked. Um, I did a lot of research about Houston in particular and the girls and women that are trafficked here since we're a hub. I did advocacy work before the Super Bowl and learned a lot Mm. that was disturbing. What disturbed me the most, besides that 90% of the massage parlors you see are brothels, Uh was that I met people from my neighborhood, adults. Um, and here's the thing about when when a woman or girl are trafficked, they don't consider themselves victims. If you talk to them, they'll say, I'm a sex worker. I'm, you know, they use different terms, but I, you know, that's how I make my money. Because to say, I was taken advantage of, I was put in this situation, you just can't live with that. You're basically saying, you know, I became completely overpowered by somebody.
0: And you let it happen. And yeah, say, I get it.
1: Yeah, so it, it takes a lot of work for people to to say that. And so I I did. A, I met a lot of people and some, some of the women I met, they were like, oh yeah, I, I grew up in that area and let me tell you how it happened. Most of it happens because you have a boyfriend, you have a father, you have a, a cousin, female or male. They, they notice you need money. And they say, okay, you start by sleeping with my friend. I'll give you $100. And then you're like, hey, I need this money. And so it just keeps going. And then the violence comes in. Uh-huh. Then the drugs come in. And then you can't get another job. You can't reestablish your life. So when I learned that and I learned that these, you know, these were other people from my neighborhood, it was a wake up call. I was like, I am so lucky. And a lot of it is just chance. I know people say, oh, you have to give yourself credit. No, a lot of it is just chance because the people that, that have followed that other path some of it... I mean, those people are no different than me. Uh, mm-hmm. They might have had, had less support. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have another piece you can read? Like I a quick can. piece. I can. All yes. right, so... Um, this is Leslie Contreras-Schwartz. you listen to Boule Like Jazz. I had another question I wanted to get out. Okay. Um I know I'm not Real wounded. quick, could you talk about what makes poetry unique for you?
1: Uh, I think poetry's unique. Uh, just like music, rapping... In painting because it just gives us a tool to express how we feel about how we live what we experience in ways that we can't say in everyday gotcha. conversation
0: alright this is uh, Tara Wayne aka Q you listen to bootleg Like Jazz we have the current poet uh, a Laureate of Houston, Texas uh, Leslie Contrata-Schwartz in, in the studio she's going to read another piece for us okay uh, don't forget follow, like, subscribe. Where can people find you? Where are your books at?
1: So you can find me at the on the Facebook uh, page for the Houston Poet Laureate. Uh,
0: I, I bought this at Casa Ramirez here in Houston. I got the last copy. Uh, Apparently, I'm not she sure. told me.
1: Brazos still has my books, but you can find them online on Amazon. Um, and then I'll have a book out in March. Gotcha. So this is a new poem.
0: Pre-order it, right? They could pre-order yes, you that? you
1: can pre-order it online. Um, you can go to my website, Leslie C. Schwartz.
0: How do you spell Schwartz?
1: S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z.
0: Yeah, you got to spell that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's different, all kinds of different versions.
1: So I'm going to read this last poem. And this poem is dedicated to the people who were killed in the recent El Paso and Dayton shootings. And that's called Black Dove. Uh, Paloma Negra is a song. In the down of the pillow, the corner crease of bedsheet, clean dish, hot plate holding supper, door held open, the turned up and uprighted, mopped floor, every empty trash bin, gleam and afterglow, the fruit, the bread, the tree groom its peaceful extend, the child guided through, parking lot, the child, not ours, the parking lot itself, walked upon. Child guard, child fed, child grown, raised, not miracle, no. Through hands held together, hands holding out, the miracle of hands and papers, pens, pencils, a glass of, a plate of cash into the hand, a few dollars for thirsty, for hungry, for papers. Crumbs fallen and swept away under desk and bins plastic covered nightstand rug potholes unpotted flatten ditches it's dug concrete it's poor traffic this way tomorrow you pay please hands ours everywhere the parents after children of hands of hands every green evergreen trim grass handling someone else's laundry color of serving, washing, picking up, picking, carrying, pulling, loading, cuidando los niños, cuidando lawn, groceries, others nine to five, others sleep, others extra, call her in the morning, my cleaning lady, my man is good, who does yours? Come back tomorrow, you come next day. Black dove in the foundation, the beams like hands winging, the shingles, accordion, guitaron, estunaroon, ting, ting. And the wood grain, the house build up hurricane after hulk in the neighborhood of shoes worn once, of clothes, toys discarded like blinking and daytime stupor sleepwalking past hands in the evergreen trim, grassing the other else's laundry. Hands blooming with sunrash, cut, calloused, pop back in, blackened fingernails, greening the grow for safe and safe and safe. Para mirar tus ojos, our children, our father, our mother, Hear paloma negra in the rafters, it's free gift of wings. Barunun paloma, paloma negra. Ya me cansó de llorar y no amanece in your attic. I'm tired of crying with no hope in your attic. It's clink in kitchen sink. The tengo miedo de buscarte y de encontrarte. I'm afraid to look for you and find you. The your eyes will die without seeing us. How subtle an echo of Quiero ser libre vivir mi vida con quien quiera. I want to be free to live my life with who I want. You understand, do you understand this language? I want to be free and I am afraid to go look for my life. Quiero ser libre y me estoy mi- mi- muriendo por irlo a buscar mi vida. Paloma Negra, ¿dónde dondo- estarás? Where are you? Are you listening? Dios, dame fuerzas. Me estoy muriendo. In your eyes, your eyes will die without seeing ours.
0: That was Leslie contreras Schwartz. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening and watching uh, Bullet Like Jazz. I'm your host, Terrell Wayne, a.k.a. Q. Real quick, where can people find you again?
1: You can find me on my website, Leslie C. as in Contreras, Schwartz, S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. I have to spell it out. There's all kinds of versions. (laughs) Or on Facebook, Houston Poet Laureate. And send me your work. I want people to send me their work
0: shout out and thank you uh, Tony Diaz Nuestra Palabra Nibu, Marlon Letty KPFT for the opportunity Don uh, I volunteer check out Nuestra Palabra Tuesday 6 to 7 here if you're in Houston 90.1 or go to kpft.org and check them out um, Latino writers having their say um, any last words I mean like last second last words you got? You want you have
1: thank you but I'm honored
0: no problem thank you. honor is ours alright don't forget Like, subscribe, follow. We out. Bye.